Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, May 3rd, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. A pundit on MSNBC viciously smears Senator Tim Scott. Senator Manchin of West Virginia says no to D.C. statehood. Utah Republicans heckle Mitt Romney. Communists riot in Portland, Oregon. Latest polls show most Americans are optimistic about the future. Also ahead, will race destroy the American future? But first, on that topic, MSNBC host Tiffany Cross calling African-American Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, quote, Mitch McConnell's tap dancer who is thirsty for white approval, unquote. Tap dancer? Obviously, that's a vicious racial smear. And it's not the first time for Ms. Cross, who some believe is a hater. My question? Why is NBC News paying for hatred? Simple question. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin announcing his opposition to transforming Washington, D.C. into the 51st state. The House passed legislation last month that would grant the Capitol full statehood. The Democrat from West Virginia saying the only legal way to change the district status would be through a constitutional amendment, which is absolutely correct. Senator Mitt Romney booed during a conference in Utah, his home state. Mr. Romney was speaking at the state's Republican convention when some in the crowd of 2100 started chanting traitor. Romney defending his record, telling attendees, quote, I'm a man who says what he means. I was not a fan of our last president's character. Socialist demonstrators attacking Portland, Oregon police during May Day protests. More than 100 people set fire, smashed windows, attacked cops with knives and other weapons. Just 14 people were arrested, most back on the streets within hours. Despite massive protests in Oregon for more than a year, no one has gone to prison as far as we can tell. A new survey from ABC News says 64% of voters are optimistic about the direction of the country. That figure up from a historic low of 42% back in 2017. Biggest factor for the positive outlook now, COVID easing. In a moment, racial tension growing in America. Right back with that. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Time now for the O'Reilly Update. Message of the day, will racial animus tear American society apart? The spear point 
in the intense progressive campaign to dissemble traditional America is race. It's an easy calculation. If the United States was founded on the philosophy of white supremacy and the country is presently infected with systemic racism, then it's the moral obligation of good people to destroy this society and build another one more noble. And if you disagree with that, well, you're a racist. The progressive strategy is brilliant in its simplicity and also presents the greatest social threat in U.S. history. That's because the corporate media, an industry full of cowardice and greed, has surrendered to the radicals, thereby allowing the destructive movement to avoid scrutiny. Some of the nation's largest corporations are openly cooperating with racial demonization, donating millions of dollars to the Marxist Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, for example. But most shockingly of all is that the president and vice president are supporting the racial subversion. Joe Biden has openly advocated equity instead of equality. He has ordered the federal government to favor certain groups based on skin color. When criticized by Republican Senator Tim Scott for this divisive policy, Biden told the ever-pliant George Stephanopoulos that he doesn't believe the American people are racist, just our society. Oh, the reason the president is able to peddle this destructive malarkey is because the mass media is affirming it. For example, the woman executive who controls TV production for Disney ABC proudly told the world she's rejecting first-rate programs unless the scripts conform to a racial litmus test. After Senator Scott's reply to President Biden's speech on Wednesday, bigots on Twitter labeled him Uncle Tim. Most of the corporate media ignored that smear. And now the race baiting is coming to your house. Newsweek magazine used to be a fine fact-gathering organization. Then it veered sharply left. Then it folded its print edition, now publishing only online. Last week, the magazine ran an article by a radical leftist named Maggie Abenshine. She owns a business in Texas that prefers to hire women. Remember the bigoted no Irish need apply signs? Now it's no males need apply. Anyway, here's what Newsweek and Maggie are serving up. Quote, we need to deeply embed anti-racism into our identity, our purpose, every facet of our life. This work requires our full throttle empathy and total commitment to dismantling an archaic, dangerous, white supremacist system. Then Maggie brings it home. I was speaking with another white woman recently who told me her husband wasn't sold on the idea of racism being our problem. I told her by not saying something was to choose comfort, unquote. Yeah, that's a ticket. Let's create marital strife if your spouse is not woke. And so the battle for America once again centers on skin color. Hello, Civil War. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. 
I have their trees and plants in my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. And now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 41 years ago today, a 13-year-old girl was walking along a California road on her way to church when a car swerved out of control. The vehicle struck the teen, leaving her dead on the street. When police arrested the driver, they found he had a long record of arrest for public intoxication and had been released after another hit and run less than a week earlier. The girl's tragic death prompted her mother, Cindy Leitner, to create one of the most successful public health initiatives in American history, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, MAD. Candy quickly learned from policemen that drunk driving was rarely prosecuted. She would describe the crime as, quote, the only socially acceptable form of homicide, unquote. Back in 1980, about 30,000 alcohol-related traffic fatalities occurred in the USA every year. After founding MAD, the group lobbied governors to create task forces to stop inebriated motorists. A year later, California passed a law imposing minimum fines of $375 for intoxicated drivers and some mandatory imprisonment. President Reagan asked Ms. Leitner to serve on the National Commission on Drunk Driving, which recommended raising the minimum drinking age to 21 and revoking the licenses of those arrested for repeat drunk driving offenses. In 1984, Mr. Reagan signed a law reducing federal highway grants to any state that failed to raise its drinking age to 21. By the following year, all 50 states had tightened drunk driving laws. At its height, MAD had 320 chapters across the USA, 600,000 volunteers. Since its founding, alcohol-related traffic deaths have dropped 50%. And here's something else you might not know. A new danger is quickly replacing booze on the nation's highways, marijuana. In Colorado alone, after legalization, the number of arrests for pot-related car accidents has risen 48%. The MAD organization has a new initiative in 2021, Mothers Against Drugged Driving. Let's hope it is as successful as Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Back after this. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. 
Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.